don't know how long I'll last with this urge of having to pee. And you know, I'm like, I think it's I think it's already been like five whole minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've been trying to be better about drinking water. Um, so I feel that. I'm not very good at it yet. It's only day two of trying, so okay. day one I threw out my water bottle and then left the house for an extended <laughs> period of time. So that was a pretty automatic fail, honestly. Uh, that that would make it hard to drink water without the water bottle. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's a learning. It's a lesson. Did you buy one? Yes, I bought like a big liter water bottle too. Like it wasn't even my own water bottle. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't like I lost it, but I still never drank it, and yeah. that was an unfortunate series of events on Sunday. I think it was Saturday. What are you doing? We went to the park in the morning, and then, oh, and then we came home, took a nap, huh? I said she attempted to drink water. Attempted to drink water, took a nap, went to my sister-in-law's house, and I forgot the water bottle in the car while at her house for, like, five hours. Uh, I still drank water, but probably not as much as I would have if I just had a water bottle. Because, okay, so... I know that some people consider the little water dispenser thing in the fridge to be like peak luxury. And I too feel that way and do look forward to one day when I have one of those in my fridge, I'll definitely feel like I've made it. But why do they got to go so damn slow? It like discourages me. Like (laughs) I would never, ever in my entire life spend 30 minutes standing there filling up a water bottle. Like, just to get an eight-ounce glass of water, you have to stand there for so long. I know they have ones now that have a pitcher inside, and then you just, like, pour it. Totally here for that. But the one on the front, what is it doing? They used to come out so fast. (laughs) I feel like everybody's house I go to now, I'm standing there, like, the biggest loser, being like, waiting for my water to fill up. Like, I'll I'll come over in, like, five minutes when it's done. (laughs) Like, you don't have a water bottle with you or what? No, because, like, yeah, because I didn't have a water bottle with me, so I was using a glass to drink water at their house. So, like, on top of having to get up and refill it constantly, I also didn't want to stand there and fully refill the glass because it was taking so long. And I know these are first world problems. Some people don't even have clean drinking water. But why can't my clean drinking water at least just come a little faster? This is so funny. It's like the whole people like wanting everything like right away you know like, yeah, but i could pour it out of a pitcher 10 times faster like it's not like there's not a quicker option available no so i they know i'm just laughing it. at like it's so funny like different perspectives that's you at the fridge like come on i, I want this to be quicker and and then i'm like what is my perspective on this because i totally i've, I've done it you know you go get water sometimes i like the fact that I'm like, I have to stop for a second and just like let this fill up and like take a beat. Yeah, but how many beats do you need a day? I'll take all the beats. Uh, I'm actually going to go fill my water up. <laughs> I used to fill my water up a lot at work. <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole walk though. It was a walk though, but it was the thing that made me stop like working, stop doing whatever I'm doing. And like get some water, take get a walk, do something good for your mental health. Yeah, but um, those water dispensers were so quick. Like at least yeah. you like sometimes I feel like I get antsy standing there. I'm like, can you hurry up? Like I want to be finished with this task already, and like so I can go sit down 
Or I can go and just like scroll through TikTok or something and not like be standing there doing that. The ones at the office now are so slow. They're over here trying to make people come to the office to be more productive and they put things like that in. Why don't you scroll TikTok while you wait for the water? I don't want people to hear my TikToks. Girl, we're going about this all wrong, okay? Perspective. Everyone has different perspectives. Also, like, I usually fill my cup up at the sink. Like, I drink tap water. Don't judge me. I drink tap water, but I do have a Brita in my apartment that um, has, like, a filter that filters out, like, a bunch of stuff that's, like, in the freaking pipes and stuff. So it's just, like, catches extra, you know, things. I think I've lived here this my whole life. If I'm drinking the pipe water, I'm drinking the pipe water. (laughs) Well, I drink the pipe water. Little less random things that might get looked no. through. Okay, so I had a Brita and I had it in my fridge and it would refill it. I also had the zero water one. And then I watched Zach Efron's stupid documentary series because I'm like, Zach Efron knows everything, obviously. I should watch his documentary series about wellness. And he's and one of, pretty to look at. He's pretty to look at, but like he interviewed really interesting people. Yeah, so no, I, like he, the people he was interviewing was like interesting. I watched it, but what drew me in was that he was also pretty to look at. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's see what's going on here. <laughs> what is Zach Efron has a documentary? Of course I'll watch it. Sure. But the, the, there's one on water and like hydration, and the guy he goes to this like fancy water place in LA and they have like bottles of water from all over the country and the world. And it was basically like water tastes different everywhere because like the minerals and stuff that are in it are flavoring the water and if you're drinking filtered water there's none of those minerals in there and it's like you're almost being counterproductive because you still need certain minerals to absorb that water and i was like i'm never drinking filtered water again i was like excuse me mr man who is a water sommelier i'm pretty sure that was his title 100 percent. i believe you and i'm 100 percent invested in this and i will dedicate my life to drinking only tap water but he doesn't talk about the chemicals that are in the pipes come where the water's coming through. Like, is no, that yeah, taken into consideration? Part to factor in. Um, yeah. Didn't even acknowledge it. I was just like, I am taking this man's advice and I will drink the tap water. Which see, they say New York City tap water is very good. And I get living in more of like a building type of situation where you're like skeptical. Like, I wouldn't drink the tap water at the office because mm. mm-hmm. I'm skeptical of the building. Yeah, the building's pipes. Yes. So yeah. I get why you're like, I'm skeptical of the building's pipes and all oh, of the for sure. weird stuff in it. Yeah. And all of the, unfortunately, sometimes like people that don't properly maintain their buildings, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, no, thank you. I'm not going to be overly trusting of the slumlord that owns this building. Yeah. Rob's like, not going to put my life in his hands, maybe. Thinking about it, I probably also wouldn't drink from like a New York City school water fountain. There's lots like of things that starts that, getting crossed off the list. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I'm so glad you survived elementary school. <laughs> I was watching this TikTok before and it was like, do you remember having a water bottle when you went to school? Like, did you bring a water bottle with you to school? Growing up? No, I drank the tap water like all the time. Out I, of the fountain. They would line you up and bring you in the hallway yeah. and everybody would sip on water and then you'd have to go back. Yeah. That's so prison-like. <laughs> <laughs> like, how terrible is that? 
You're there for eight hours a day. They line you up like twice a day. You get your sip of water and you go back. I feel like this. Do they still do that nowadays? No, they encourage kids to bring water bottles. Because I was going to say, I feel like there's another way that millennials were fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) We were dehydrated all of the time. It definitely affected our mental wellness. (laughs) Yeah. We're just constantly playing catch up. Dehydrated and also we're treated like prisoners at a young age. (laughs) Yo, as a kid, I had to pee all the time. Like my mom like asked my doctor and he was like, she probably just has a weak bladder. She probably like has a hard time telling her or whatever. So I was like, okay. But the teachers would be like, no, you've gone to the bathroom twice. I peed my pants so many times in elementary school, probably like four or five, which isn't a lot if you consider you're there for six years. But that still sucks as a young kid to like pee your pants in front of your class multiple times because the teacher tells you no and you can't go to the bathroom. After like the third time, my mom was like, just leave. She was like, I don't care. I'll get called up. Like, let them call me. But like, stop peeing your pants. I don't have like, I hate bringing you clothes in the middle of the day. Like, this is getting ridiculous. And the teachers were like, ooh, like, how do we know that she actually has to go? And my mom's like, what do you think she's doing over here? Yeah, that actually happened to me also. Not not like that many times. I think it only had to happen once because I was like so upset when it happened. And then my mom was so livid with the school. Like she was like, yeah, why? She's saying she needs because she was like, did you ask? I, the teacher tried to deny like I didn't ask at all. Um, but yeah, you know how there was also like the one person at a time rule. Sometimes like, no, someone else is in the bathroom and it's like, if someone else has to go, let them go to the bathroom. Like I'm not going to the bathroom. In high school, I remember it was like, cause we had periods where we like would switch classes, obviously. And in junior high school too, I feel like this was the rule, but only two kids could go each period. Oh, like like, in the class. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Oh, we have to trade on and off all day. Like only two of us are allowed to go to the bathroom at all. So like I feel like the hydration was purposeful. Dehydration was purposeful so that we all didn't have to go to the bathroom more. They were like, let's give them the least amount of water they need to operate and function as human beings. (laughs) So that way they don't have to pee during the day. And we're off scot-free. We don't have to worry about the bathrooms. Wow. What a life millennials have lived. So yeah. many things. That, 9-11, a recession. Two. I feel two. like this is like, I think we're heading into like a second. I think they've officially called it. Huge housing crisis. Yeah. You know what my biggest regret about the last oh, recession a pandemic? is? <laughs> I guess the pandemic too. I feel like last recession, I should have bought a house. I know I was in eighth grade. I just should have had more foresight into yeah. the future and just bought one then when they were like dirt cheap. Yeah. I think that could have really set me up for success. Um, it's quite unfortunate that it worked out differently. You uh, you just need to make G um, like that level smart. Okay. Um, we're having a really <laughs> hard time on our ABCs over here. So I feel like... <laughs> We should work on the basics. You got to definitely crawl before you can walk. So you're, you know, you're already in. Yeah. He's walking already. He didn't even crawl before he walked. He did walk before he crawled. 
See? No, I'm kidding. That'd be, pretty, that'd be pretty fantastic. And he's a prodigy. Yeah, I have to drop off his pre-K cap. 2k packet this week i'm just so nice. torn on how many days to send him oh she's she's getting cold feet a little bit well no definitely too it's more about the money like i'm trying to think like how much uh, money can i live without for 10 months well what would that maybe you can think about what would that money be going towards if it wasn't going towards that is his daycare a savings account for what a house and what is it one extra day yeah, it's one extra full time day, and it's two hundred. It's two thousand dollars. So like, that's not even a drop in the bucket of house money. Like two thousand dollars total for the whole year. For the for the what? whole year. Yeah, like that's how much would go into savings if he didn't go oh. the extra day. He's it's eight hours like full. Oh, and yeah, he'd go two full time days. Hmm? He'd be three days instead of two. Yeah. What do you want to do? Are you worried like, you're gonna miss him? No, I'm, I like. I'm at you that should, weird place where I'm like, send him three days. I feel like three days is is gonna help him get more familiar with being yeah. there. And if he really struggles, then you can always bring him back down to two days and see if that's better. You know. Yeah. Or I can start with two days and send him for three later. Yeah. Like ease him into the three. Maybe st- maybe start him with two. Okay. Start him with two. It also it's also a transition for you. So maybe you're already doing a big thing by putting him in this, and you can see how it goes. And then if you know he's doing well and he you think he you know yeah, and you, you know what the hardest part's it. gonna be. He's gotta be there at eight a.m. That means we have to be get up at seven, get dressed and ready. And leave the house. That kid's going to be late every day. I know it. I'm going to try really hard. And we will get into a routine. But right now we have no morning routine. Because like I don't start work till 12. So we can just like hang out. And chill. You don't start work till 12? 10. I start work at 10. (laughs) I was like girl. What life are you be living? Because I know you're working at. (laughs) I know you're working earlier than that. Um, Yeah. No I start work at 10. Um, yeah. I was just thinking I have like four hours with him in the morning, and some for some reason I added that four hours to. Oh, eight it feels o'clock. like 12, it's because it feels like it's probably twelve p.m., but it's actually ten a.m. when you look at the clock. <laughs> yeah, like oh damn, it feels like it's been an entire day. We've had yeah. breakfast, we've had seven meltdowns. It's a whole world. It's been it's been a whole life. Okay, but you are gonna have to figure out a morning routine. But the good thing is you're going to drop him off. He's gonna go have a little adventure of a day. You're going to have your day and you're going to have more hours, even though you're working, to yourself. And that'll be good. Yeah, it'll definitely be nicer. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law was trying to convince me that I'm going to be so sad the first day I drop him off and, like, be crying so hard. And I was like, I don't think you know me. And I am so excited for this. Like, I cannot wait for him to go. And she's like, no, it's like you're leaving a piece of yourself behind. And I'm like, sometimes I'm sitting here looking at my phone going, is it is it 9.55 yet? Is it too early to drop him off to my parents where it feels like I'm trying to ditch him early? Like, some mornings I'm like, I am so done. I cannot wait for like five minutes to myself to drink my coffee. And I'm like, I don't think you understand how nice that will be when he's out there doing his own thing. And I can be out here doing my own thing. Like, that's yeah. exciting. 
That's sad. Well, heartbroken. Yeah. Well, everyone has different experiences, you know, like some people do feel that way. And if you don't feel that way, that doesn't make you a lot. It doesn't mean you love them less or make you evil. You're just different. Yeah. I feel like some people can't fathom thinking that you would be excited to leave your kid. I mean, I'm sure there will be a moment. I feel like knowing you, you will drop them off and be like, yes. But then like get in your car and you'll have like a moment and then you'll get an email from work or something. And then you'll be like, okay. <laughs> and on Hi. to the rest of my day. Back to business. Yeah. Like, I think I'm definitely going to like shed one small tear as I walk out, yeah. like at the nostalgia of it, because you only drop yeah. your kid off to daycare for the first time once. Yeah. So like, to me, like, I feel the nostalgia. I feel that I don't like when people try and push their emotions and their experiences onto you. I think that's really difficult. That's like a hard thing to navigate yeah. in general. And I feel like with motherhood, people feel like it's very okay to just share their story with you and push those feelings onto you. Like when people are like, yeah. oh, the first time they sleep through the night and they don't need you is very bittersweet. And for me, my baby didn't sleep for the first seven months through the night. So I was so excited to not have to wake up and just sleep for once that there was never the, oh, well, that, that phase is over. Our nights together are over. Like, hell yeah, they're yeah. over. I wanted them over five months ago. So I think people I'm, like view it different. That's the one thing that I'm like, I joke with Marco about a lot. I'll be like, oh, cherish the sleep. Like in a couple of years, we both will be so tired. Like cherish laying in bed like this all morning, like quiet. Because I know once we have kids, it's going to be, yeah, like sleepless. You're sleep deprived for like the first few years you know i don't think i was prepared for that like i don't think like i think people when they're like sleep now while you can like it feels very patronizing while you're pregnant because you're also like having a hard time sleeping as it is like my last week or maybe like last two to three weeks of being pregnant i had to pee like every hour in the middle of the night i like have to walk from my bedroom through my living room to the bathroom so it just felt like the longest trek to constantly be doing than to also get back in bed and not be able to get comfortable again. So you're like, shut up, Diane. Like, I'd love to sleep through the night. I haven't slept through the night in weeks because I'm so uncomfortable. But sure, I'll bank sleep now. Like, wonderful. But if people are like, hey, it's like really a marathon. Like, there's no break for a few years. I'd be like, okay, I can hear that. Your dumb statement can be kept to yourself. Yeah. I mean, I haven't lived it, so I don't know... Yeah, I feel like you have dealt with that a lot more than I, I might because the people, yeah, everyone just also has different, you know, experiences. Yeah, it's also just like people don't talk about it and they don't talk about how patronizing it is to hear. So like I definitely before having been pregnant had heard that so many times and been like, probably good advice. Like that's solid. Like sure. Like, but now it's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be saying that. Like maybe or like when people ask if the baby's sleeping through the night. I found myself saying it the other day just because it's like such a routine thing to ask. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Because for the longest time I had to be like, no, and I'm exhausted and it sucks. Like, because <laughs> if it's a good answer, great. But if it's a bad answer, like that sucks to have to say like, here's the shitty thing I've been dealing with. You know, like also yeah. like in just regular life, if you have like a shitty job or like your like boss isn't great or whatever and people constantly ask you like, oh, how's that terrible boss you have? How much do you dislike them still? Or like, 
how much do you hate your job still? Like, people don't want to hear that. Like, sometimes you have to just do it until, like, it's over. Yeah, but, like, you still have to endure your shitty job while you're applying other places and trying to leave. Like, there's that period where you're like, I don't want to be here, but this also is a shitty place to be, and I'm trying to leave. I just can't yet. Yeah. Like, you have a shitty car and you can't afford to buy a new one, so you have to just, like, deal with the shitty car in the meantime until you can get what's next. Yeah. So you don't want people to be like, oh, blow another tire on that car again. It's a piece of shit, isn't it? You don't want to listen to that. Oh, my God. Sometimes, though, I feel like depending on what the situation is and if it is, like, a really, really bad, like, job or whatever, I'm like, oh, actually, see, I see. I feel like I make these really dark jokes. Like, yeah, I'm actually in an abusive relationship and it's with my work. (laughs) And so um, through my humor and saying shit like that, I feel like then I'm like, actually, do you have a job for me? Do you know anyone that's looking? <laughs> you know someone, but you know there's people that ask and have nothing for you. They have yeah. no advice. They're just asking to like ask, and you're like, we can skip this conversation for today, please. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's always the worst when you're like, do you really want my answer? Because yeah, what like who what? <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm too emotionally drained to talk about this anymore, and I also don't think you want to listen to it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Been there plenty of times. Lots of different situations. Oh, my God. It's the worst when you're, like, hungover. And I'm like, I worked at I a need- supermarket <laughs> in college. It was awful. Yeah. I'm like, but nowadays, too, I'm like, okay, I need to have the chillest day possible today. Like I may, I will manifest it. Like today's going to be a calm day. Today's going to be a calm day. Cause I just like, no, I don't have like the energy to like do anything like other than exist and do my job, you know, like look, be super animated and, you know, just have to smooth people or clients. I'm like, please not today what job also like i feel like hung being hungover and even just getting older because when we were like in our early 20s i could rally i could like drink be out all night wake up in the morning feel like shit get up get on the subway (laughs) there are quite a few mornings that i like would wake up and go to work i worked at a supermarket and i had to be there at 6 30 7 a.m depending on like the day Oh my god, some of them I couldn't even stand upright. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Like because you were so tired? I was so hungover. People would be like, I'd be scanning <laughs> out these groceries and I'd be like, I'd be like, I can literally like it was so oh awful. And like <laughs> three or four times. I got fired for a completely different reason. But I was like, oh. <laughs> at least how old were you? Like in your early twenties, of drinking age in my mind, (laughs) not (laughs) on the papers. (laughs) So I was of a certain. I was of a certain age. Yeah, that is under twenty-one. Yeah, but when I worked at the pizza, it was better because they didn't open till like eleven, and I had to like start my day by rolling silverware in like napkins to be placed out. So it was like That's a very cool. chill start to the day. Like I'd roll out of bed like 1030, walk over, get an iced coffee, be like mindlessly doing this and like try and sober up and get myself together. 
by noon. So like, yeah, that was a great college job. Oh, and those the, are the coffee days. for the hangover. I mean, not the coffee, the pizza for the hangover. It came with free hangover food. It was basically asking me to show up hungover. <laughs> it said, "Take a fresh slice." You know, <laughs> you know, it was a good night. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah, it's it's funny to think about when you're younger, like how resilient you are, and then just now I'm like afraid of hangovers. I'm like. Please, no, not me. No, not me. I can't do this again. I was like, I'm going to be wiped out for the day. Then I like the whole day. Saw a couple years ago that, like, when you go out drinking, the best thing to do is first off, to drink one for one. So every glass of alcohol you drink, you drink a glass of, of water. Yeah. For every glass of alcohol you drink, a glass of water, yes. And then also when you get home, you immediately drink an entire glass of water and take some Advil. And that's your trick. Yeah, it's it's definitely doable. I'm not going to say it's not doable. I feel like going out in New York, it's harder sometimes. Some of these places are so freaking small, but I guess there's small places everywhere. Um, There's just, well, there's, no, there's not a lot of bathrooms everywhere, you know? These like small little bars with like one bathroom. Oh. I'm like, oh, if I freaking drink that much of water, I'm gonna be in the bathroom line the whole night. So now, or I'm gonna I pee my pants because there's too many people in the bathroom line. I now exclusively drink only at weddings and people's houses, um, where the bathrooms are plentiful, accessible, and clean. <laughs> um, most wedding bathrooms stay clean. Uh. So my drinking is very, very, I don't have to think about that anymore. So I can do the water for alcohol thing and not worry about the bathrooms. That's nice. That's why my career, career criteria has gotten there. Oh, interesting. I'm definitely not at that level. I'll get there eventually, for sure. I don't really drink anymore. I follow this blogger and she was talking about how like drinking didn't serve her and it made her so hungover. And now she just like doesn't really drink when she goes out and now she's pregnant. But before getting pregnant, she was sober for like eight months just because that's what made her feel better. So I've been avoiding drinking, honestly. Okay. Just because it doesn't like work for me. I get very oh, swollen and puffy the next day. Mm. I have a headache, even if I'm not like nauseous. So I've realized that it's just not worth it. That's good that you really like it. Yeah. I drink, I mean, I drink wine more. Like, I don't really drink liquor. I don't ever, I have I have some liquor at home, but I don't ever drink it. Some of it's, like, stuff I've had for years and I've gone from, like, work or special, like, cocktails and, like, holidays, you know? Mostly I have wine and I love me some wine. But even now, it's, like, one or two glasses at night, maybe. And not even every day anymore you know sometimes i will though just like take a gummy like or like a half a little gummy and that's nice because it's like chill that's different that's california sober (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like chill you're fine you wake up the next day i mean i usually will take mine a little bit earlier too so it's, it's not like you know some people take it like right before bed but i'll take it at like yeah right after work or something so then it's like you need to enjoy the chill time yeah I'll do that after work as well. So I'm not drinking. Yeah. But I'm not sober. But I do like to go get cocktails. I feel like 
I feel like I do enjoy though getting cocktails sometimes like when going out like if you're actually going to like a restaurant sometimes I've been trying to be open to getting like a cocktail because it is something I can't have at home like how you do with food you know yeah so I'm like okay I can get a glass of wine or I can maybe get a fun cocktail you know at least try something new like it's not wine I can have at home I didn't drink much before being pregnant, so it wasn't like a huge change. But then when I would go to the restaurants, I was like, I want something fun. So I started getting mocktails while pregnant, and they felt just as fun as drinking like and a cocktail. So I have been doing like mocktails still. Like anytime they have them on the menu, I'll order one or I'll do like a flavored lemonade because those are fun. like mocktails that are everywhere. Um. So yeah, I'll even order Shirley Temple now. I don't care. I used to order Shirley Temples all the time as a child. I thought it was so fun. And it came with a cherry and then I could eat it. And I was like, this is the best. I love maraschino cherries. For a while, I was on a kick of like just buying jars of them and just eating them straight. I think I just like loved a fun, now that you say that, a fun like kind of pizzazz to drink because there was a sushi place that um my like stepdad used to take me and my mom to when I was like younger like before my brothers were even like born and stuff and we would get sushi there and this Chinese food restaurant um and they would do those like you know those glass bottles that had like a marble in them they're yes, Japanese yes. we still get them I would always get them yeah and then we'd have some of them at home sometimes and they're like soda it's like a fizzy so it's like a soda they used to send us home with sums. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to love those. Those were always fun. Um, we still get them when we go because we are children. We had sushi yesterday. It was actually very good. Maybe I'll get them when I get to California. Just because at this point, the we're trying to like eat all the foods and not buy more things. Yes. Maybe we'll get some there. Or find one on the way on our road trip. That's a good thing. That's like a you should make a road trip bucket list. That's of things that you want to like try and do in each city, or eat or see. Yeah, we have a couple things. I have. I need to look at the list though, but I need to do more. Yeah, I know. You're just. I need to plan for this trip. I feel like I've like been like oh the road trip. It's like last thing, you know. Like I need to do this thing and this thing, but. You're right. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget. I have to start working um, on planning Mexico a little bit better. I've been thinking, I was talking to my sister-in-law yesterday, and she was like, should we get global entry or like TSA pre-check? And I was like, oh, that is a good idea. I think if you have global entry, does that not count for a TSA pre-check? Yeah. yeah. So if you have global entry, it's kind of like an expanded TSA pre-check. You get all the same things from that. And some more. You should just get that, I guess, because you'd have to get one either way. And you're going to be going technically internationally. So global free check will be what you need. Like coming back, I think, to get that like expedited. Yeah. And then we're also planning the honeymoon in February. So I figured it's good for five years. So might as well do it now. And then we'll have it for our next three trips. And once you have it, you like, we're going to Disney in October. We can still walk through the TSA pre-check line to go to Disney and like save some time there. So it might as well be worth it. Um, yeah. I was just thinking work today and I was like, oh, this is a lot to fill out. It's like almost like applying for a passport again. 
So I stalled for a minute because like my email wasn't working today and there's mm -hmm. nothing worse than that. So I was like, I'm not going to add one more difficult thing to my plate today. And it said seven yeah. to 10 business days. So I'm hoping that is correct. When and I can have at least till like Wednesday to figure this out. Okay. Well, yes, we all know that when you wake up in the morning and your email doesn't work, it is truly not ideal. But at the same part, you can't control your email not working and how quickly IT gets back to you. So I have chosen to not stress myself out anymore when I can't work because the technology literally is like malfunctioning and I'm waiting for someone to help me. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, when you're but that waiting do for all that, the projects. Yes, but, but it was also just like I don't want I didn't want to sit here and start gathering all these papers for me right now. Like I didn't want to have to go look for my birth certificate and my social security mm -hmm. card and my marriage license. Like I didn't want to have to go pull all of that out right now. So I was like, I'm gonna just do later. deal with this when I mentally can because I was not prepared to do an entire document search today. Oh, oh! Did you not realize it was gonna be like that extensive? I knew it was going to. I just like didn't accept it. I was do. I was doing more of like a soft check today. Like, what is this process <laughs> going to be? What do I have to do to mentally prepare myself to figure this out? So now I know what I need to do. Yeah, and I'm mentally prepared, and I'll probably do it Wednesday. So two days from now. Yeah. Just well, I by know. the time this comes out, you will have done it, I'm, and it'll be in the works, and that'll be exciting. And I will update you guys next week. There's, like, an interview involved or something. I don't know. Wow. This seems more difficult than applying for my passport. Maybe you're going to be eligible to be a diplomat or something. <laughs> I wanted to be a diplomat in high school. I was like, <laughs> international law seems pretty interesting. <laughs> Yeah, interview fancy. Yes, <laughs> I could do that. They're gonna be like that, Rose Belzano, the best we've got here. We gotta send her all over the world. Right? She has a podcast already. She has an audience. I mean, come on. She's Take her funny. international She's now. People over. I think if I could live <laughs> in another country, I would probably live in Scotland because I really like the rain. Mm. Okay, and like that whole like vibe. Yes. Okay. Like rolling hills, lots of rain, fogginess, mm. yeah, knit yeah, sweaters. Yeah. I could see you in that. I could see you thriving, thriving with your knit sweater, like a little gloom outside, little mist situation. Cardigan with some rain boots. Yep, 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 yep. Wellies. Lots of green, green for days, yeah. and then some like cold, harsh waters. Afar, off afar in the ocean. Yeah. My hair would magically turn red. Like it would just it would just start coming in red mm -hmm. because I'm in Scotland now. Yeah. And you develop an accent like suddenly. I'm hundred percent gonna develop an accent. <laughs> Sometimes very weirdly when I read or like talk to myself in my head, I talk in a southern accent. Mm -hmm. I'm not southern in no way, shape, or form. I respond to in accent sometimes to Marco when we talk and stuff and joke around I'll just reply in an accent the randomest things and then he'll be like try this thing and I'll just say it in that like accent he wants to say it <laughs> I have accent. no idea how it sounds I don't think any of them are accurate at all but I but apparently the whole delivery is funny so I'm here for it yeah 
the things you got to do to make people laugh. For sure. What country would you live in? If I could live anywhere. Okay, so like the Mexican in me wants to say Mexico, but I haven't been to Mexico enough yet. But I am planning on starting to travel there more, especially because Marco has family, like his grandpa's out there. So that's exciting. So maybe Mexico. But if not Mexico, I would say Greece or Italy. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Greece or Italy. Greece, I've only been to, I haven't been to as much as Italy, so it's like hard to be like Greece or Italy for sure. I mean, right now for sure, for sure, Italy, because I love Italy so much. Like they have, I mean, just like the whole ambiance and like the towns being so old. And then like you have like the great seafood and pasta. I'm picturing lots of terracotta roofs, beige stone walls with like open fields and beautiful sunsets. Yeah, like Like a Tuscan villa. Yes. But like a huge villa where like there's like a pool. It was like it's like a little oasis, you know? We where was I? I don't want to say I was outside of Florence when we did this, but it was like this big villa on this hilltop and like the kitchen was massive. Yeah. And it was it was like a cooking school, I think. So it makes sense. But we learned how to make pizzas. We had to like do our own little dough. And then like we sat on this table and it overlooked the valley. It was beautiful. I could live there, especially with that kitchen. Yeah. I, I could sleep on a cot in the kitchen. I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. Tuscany is definitely like uh, out of a movie, you know, like yes. in real life too. It's pretty, which I think that's why I've, I love that country so much. There are things, so many things that are so old that are literally like you go and visit and it's like you're in a movie. It's like all these, you know, like Coliseum and everything, the Vatican and yeah, Florence. You know what I love about Italy too is I feel like there's no overhead lighting. Like I hate overhead lights. I hate little, the little puck lights that they have, like the inset lighting or whatever. They just, it just feels so drab and it doesn't feel like, cinematic and like the kitchen as i'm picturing it too like we were there in the afternoon and like the sun was coming in through the windows and there was not a single overhead light on and it wasn't dark but it wasn't like bright like when you're outside yeah different lighting is just a whole mood like yeah it's it's, just a vibe it is a vibe i know what you mean oh them italians gotta love them italians no overhead lighting None of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Overhead lighting's the worst. There was there was one apartment that we saw that had like yeah the worst lighting, and I was like I can't. I saw the lighting, and I was like no 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 no. <laughs> that changes so much. We have like the blue lights in our apartment, and I want to swap them out. But I don't. I like just want like a pendant light or something, or I just want lamps everywhere. I don't even want a new boob. I'm a big recess lighting gal, but I. Beggars can't be choosers because it's not like I own a home and can be like, I want that light fixture, please. <laughs> I've like thought about switching, like I rent and like obviously from my parents, but I've like thought about changing them out because like it's like fifty dollars for like the little lights I'm looking at, and I'm like that could be worth happiness. Like happiness might be fifty dollars. Mm. I like the I like the way you think about that. I mean, it totally is because it's your. Marco and I've been talking about this with like moving stuff because he like asks me about like my space and stuff. And it's like I realized through random questions he asks me 
part of like the way that I decorate is very intentional, like especially depending on how much now that I work from home too, that I'm in my space so much that like from like the lighting fixture to like making sure there's like natural light and then all of the way that like basically things on the bookshelves, like everything that's around kind of has a purpose and brings me some sort of joy or peace or makes me think of like a trip or something, you know, just like kind of adds to my energy versus like, Uh or feel shitty being there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hate being in my kitchen as much as I cook. Like I hate the kitchen itself and I got a new cabinet. That's pretty, pretty cool. And I think I'm going to wrap my cabinet fronts in vinyl because they already have like some sort of vinyl on them and i was gonna paint them and i was like that seems worse yeah so i'm gonna wrap them in vinyl and it's like a big task but i know it'll make all the difference yeah they have those other stuff too that are like the stick on like like kind of like wrapping paper or wallpaper but you know so that's what i'm trying to decide if i'm too crazy with it because you can do like the wallpaper too so now i'm like Mm -hmm. do i do solid cabinets on the bottom and then do a printed wallpaper on the top. Is that going to be too busy with my backsplash? And I think I'm overthinking it now and I need to just like scale it back and do one solid color. I see. Maybe just start with one thing, see how that looks, then add to it. That's true. I just don't want to buy all the vinyl and put it on and then be like, it needed a pattern. You know what I mean? Like it's a labor intensive thing to do. Oh, but then can't you add a pattern? I'd have to take it off and put the new pattern on. Oh, I see. And it's, like, hard to do. So I'm putting it off. I could also, like, if I took off my backsplash tiles, I could, it would make it easier because it's, like, this brown-toned, like, multicolored thing. But I got really cool peel-and-stick tiles for backsplash. That's cool. So that's pretty cool, but... I hung it while nine months pregnant because I got like that was weird nesting and I was like I am gonna hang that backsplash now and I my dad came upstairs to help me and he was like you cannot even reach over the counter what are you doing <laughs> he was like you need to just leave this for later he was like you can't reach and I'm like no and he was like I will hang it you can watch it and be like you're hanging it crooked give it to me he was like I cannot deal with this I did not ask for this. I was coming to help. I am leaving. That is going to be me 100% at some point in my pregnancy. I already know it. Like, getting kind of like that where I'm like, I desperately want to do this one thing. And it's like, why are you trying to do this thing right now? Can you, like, sit down? Sit down. Chill out. Yeah. Relax. Really good. It's something else so stupid while pregnant. Oh, I think I hung curtains because I was like, I hate the way these curtains You hung curtains? Yeah. Gross. Some, I was like, yeah. these have to change and I cannot look at them for another minute. So I hung new curtains. I mean, dic- like dictate, like uh, supervise it at least. No, because I was the only one home and I it could not wait until somebody came home to help me. Like, there's a lot of things where it's like, you really needed to do that? Like, okay. Sure, pregnant person. Sorry. I'll go back away anywhere but here because honestly, what's going on here is just mental. It's insane. Wow, pregnancy brain and people dealing with pregnant women. So interesting, you know? As much as they're like, you should be really nice to pregnant people, you should also be really nice to their partners. You don't know what they're dealing with at home. She might have had him. 
deep clean the rug last night? And he said yes, because she's pregnant, and he just went with it. So, like, you need to not only consider your pregnant friends, but also their partners who deserve support. Like, do you know how much bleach she's probably used this week? A lot. His skin is peeling. Oh, my and gosh. Because he was a man, and he didn't realize to wear gloves. So... <laughs> Oh my god, this is so great. I was like, is she gonna... Okay, uh, no, 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 there's a joke here. I love it. I love it. But it's also so, there is so much truth in that. To an extent, because people can be a lot when they're pregnant. Did like, he have to go out urinal. for a 7-Eleven taquitos run at 2am? Maybe. He might be tired. He might also <laughs> not be sleeping through the night. I was like, or did he go out? And get those saquitos and not bring you back any. Because I would be livid. That's <laughs> Come on, for real. That is, like, uh, that is 100% grounds for divorce. Like, you can file that in your papers. Kevin used to call me anytime he was getting food. Even if he wasn't coming directly home, he'd be like, do you want something? Do you need anything? And I'd be like, I would like one cinnamon pretzel, please. <laughs> Like waddling around the house, like oh, he would drop me off work. Uh, he would drop me off food while working. He'd be like, "I'm coming by the house with some food." I'd be like, "Oh, wonderful!" <laughs> exactly what I wanted. That is so funny. Was this when you were pregnant, or like before you were pregnant too? While I was pregnant, and it it still continues. We still he still brings me home food. Yeah. That's so cute. He'll be like, I'm passing a Wendy's. Do you want anything? I'll be like, oh, yeah. I 100% want Wendy's. That's how you know someone's like in it, you know? They show up for you. I also, too, will always get him food while I'm out because I refuse to leave my house and not get myself food. So I also always do the same for him. Yeah. So I just want to put out there that I am also thoughtful. Oh, I know you're thoughtful. Girl, you don't need to explain that to me. I think you can also, people can also be thoughtful in different ways because people are different. What might be looked as thoughtful because I know you could be different like than, you know, what Kevin would think would be thoughtful, you know? Yeah, the love languages. Yeah, but that is so cute. Yeah, Mark actually made me French toast this morning and I had no idea. And then he brought it in the room or he put it he put it at the table and I was like, I made you French, French toast. Um, it was really sweet. I was like, that's nice. okay. <laughs> Kevin made, that's, that's funny. Sweet. Kevin made French toast last week and he was like, I made French toast for Jerry. He let me sleep in. And then, um, afterwards he was like, that wasn't like good French toast. Like, I think I, like I Googled the recipe and I don't think it was good. And I make French toast so good. So I had to show up the next day and make French toast. Like the champ that I am, because I was like, yeah, you missed, but I can deliver. Don't worry. I'm here. Mommy's here. Don't worry. Jay. Was G not okay with the French toast or what? He was okay with it. But Kevin was like, oh, this is definitely not like perfect French toast. Yeah. But the trick is you have to let the bread sit in there for a while. You have to let mm -hmm. it get all eggy. That's my trick to perfect French toast. I haven't made French toast in such a long time. But the French toast that Marco makes is actually like a healthy version of French toast. Like you don't even need syrup to eat it. And it's sweet. I'll have to give you the recipe. It's really, really good. He actually okay. made it for my dad when we were in California. My dad loves French toast. 
and is a huge breakfast person. And my dad loved it. Interesting. I would like it. I didn't grow yeah. up eating mine with syrup, though. Oh, I feel like I did. That was like the traditional way, like you eat it. But the way that he makes it, it's sweet and good, and you don't even need syrup. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with butter and sugar on it, so it wasn't it wasn't a healthier option. <laughs> it was I, just a different option. I used to make this snack that my mom used to. She used to make for herself sometimes, I think. Or made, maybe she made it for me and I thought she was making it for herself. And what, who knows? That's the toddler trick. Right? So you, it was like toast, like regular like bread. You put it in the toaster, toast it a little bit. Then you, yeah, smear but like butter on it, like a little bit of butter. And then a little sprinkle sugar on it. And it was delicious. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I'm not even going to knock it. Sounds very healthy, though. But I'm like, my friend's toast has, like, butter and sugar on it. And, like, my grandfather worked in a diner for a little bit. That's how they made the French toast. It was, like, diner French toast. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know about the syrup. I love a good piece of toast with butter on it, though. Like, that's so boring. But, like, a good piece of toast with butter or a good piece of toast with, like, strawberry jam. That's, That's elite. That's the best. I love a good strawberry jam. I do like the butter and sugar thing, but I haven't had it in years. It's I actually like, might try it later. It's really good. It definitely is not probably advised that you eat many of them. And I used to be like, another piece, another piece. More, please. Just keep bringing them. I've uh, been eating two dinners and I'm like, oh, damn, I shouldn't be eating two dinners. Like I'll eat one with G at like 6, 630. And I don't get to like sit and enjoy it. So then when he goes to bed, I eat a second dinner. But I'm thinking to myself, I don't eat breakfast. So I still am only eating two meals a day. I mean, three meals a day because I eat lunch and then dinner and then second dinner. There's just no yeah. breakfast. I think, so I, think it's fine. I mean, I don't think it's bad that you eat two dinners, but I think eating late isn't advised because you're then just sleeping. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like yeah, versus like in the nine. morning you're working off you're unknowingly active and things like that and working off some of those calories versus just being like sedentary you know what i mean see i'm a i'm a bear i'm like i'm like a everyday bear so i eat before i go to bed and then i hibernate for eight (laughs) hours and then i wake up in the morning and i feel like p diddy and i also have all of this energy stored from sleeping all night and then i can just get my work done and then i i repeat the cycle so that's what it really is. Is that you're a bear? I'm a bear. Yeah. Okay. Well, as I'm long a as small, you're thriving. small brown bear. I don't really know much about brown bears, but me neither. I'm picturing actually. Do you remember the children's cartoon with <laughs> the bears, not the Berenstein bears? Arthur? No. No. Arthur a, was a bear, a, wasn't he? No, Arthur's like an aardvark. Um, not Franklin. I do know what you're talking about. Not this isn't like Goldilocks, right? No. This is a PBS. That would be so about, yes, yes, I think it's like Bears. PBS. Little Bear, just Little Bear. Oh my god, I love Little Bear. Yeah. That was one of my shows. Little Bear was what we were describing. What was the other thing that we just referenced? Our uh Oh, Arthur. Arthur. I loved Arthur. I still sing the library card to myself song to myself like once a week. I honestly don't remember the name, the the song, but I used to watch that show a lot and really liked it. I don't remember a lot of songs. It's just that one song. 
Mm. And I don't even have a library. <laughs> well, I remember. Did you ever watch Dragon Tales? Yes. Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales, <laughs> yeah. come along with Dragon Tales with us, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's the tale. I can't find that show anywhere. Oh, I, like, fell into this deep dive about Canadian public television, and that's where, like, Dragon Tales comes out of, and Molly, the big green couch, the big giant couch. Do you know mm-hmm. Molly? Mm-mm. Oh my god, it's this like little Muppet and then she like has this own little world and there's this clown. Hmm. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the clown's name is. I'll send you a picture. I it's it's very obscure. Anyway. The Dragon Tales guy was like a high school science teacher and he just enjoyed painting watercolor dragons and someone met him at like like a like a fair, like an art fair. Yeah. And was like these are amazing. You should make a TV show. And then he made a TV show with the Canadian public television. Cause in like the nineties, they were giving out like all these grants to like make children's yeah. TV. Nice. Good for him. See, this is why it helps to actively pursue your passions. Cause you never know. Good for know. him. And then he probably made good, decent amount of money and was able to do what he loved. How yeah. nice. Okay. It was called the big comfy couch. Nah, doesn't ring a bell. A little bit, but not too much. Oh, oh, also in the like interview, they said that like they had done like three seasons and they were kind of like spread out and then they had done a couple more. But then they realized they were like five shy from a hundred seasons and you need a hundred seasons a hundred episodes to be syndicated. You need a hundred mm-hmm. episodes to be syndicated. So like they made the fi- big push for the final five in like the two thousands. For it to be a syndicated series because then you can make money from reruns but not oh. if it's under 100 episodes that's lame so it's like a big goal marker for tv shows like you know when you see cast celebrate the 100th episode oh, yeah. i always thought like oh that's a lot of episodes like that's pretty cool but it basically is like a big celebration because they've reached syndication right nice oh how what a good what a good thing to know especially because I watched an like excessive amount of TV, I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, you'll make note of it. Yeah. Well, on that note, I feel like we're nearing the end of the episode. I think we are. I think we're an hour in. We never introduced it. We didn't, but we're here now. We are precisely nowhere. <laughs> Thanks for joining, everyone. Until next week. Bye. Music and editing done by Marco. You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.